It's called soccer now. It is called soccer now. Not only, you know, you know, out here, uh, World Cup season, I've never paid attention to soccer uh, a day in my life. I did play soccer for seven years when I was in elementary school, okay. but I scored one goal. I was very bad at it. Well, it doesn't really matter if you were bad back then because, because your, it's called soccer now. Your, light, your country exactly. got a tie. There, at least. <laughs> there had to have been a butterfly effect from that to the U.S. men's national team mm-hmm. playing in the World Cup and tying with England. Imagine if England came over here and they got an actual football team, like, uh-huh. a, like a football football, pure-blood American football team, actual and they football came team. and tied with like the Seahawks. That would be crazy. Zero-zero, nothing happened on the field. They, they would say they, they would get to do whatever they want. They would I'd, get dunk on us however they want. I'd have to point. eat beans and toast. They would have been, if, they, if that happened, they'd be getting back at us. For uh, the the Boston Tea Party or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, times like this remind me no more than any other time yeah. that sports are just a arena for more culture war for right-wing people. Because all yeah. they have been talking about, at least all I've seen them talking about, like outside of Americans dunking on the Brits for, you know, Which winning Which is hard. Zero zero. That's cool. The, the, only thing, the only thing I've seen them talk about is how the American team and I think some other teams wore pride flags. On yeah. their uniforms to protest Qatar and their treatment of human right abuses and just general, I don't know, hatred towards LGBTQ mm-hmm. people in general. They've just been molding over the fact that Americans are wearing pride flags to, to yeah. be inclusive. Like, you would think that if we are going to another country in any kind of event, but especially a sporting event, when so many people are going to see it, we'd want to rep the, the fact that our country is quote unquote free. Yeah, the fact that you know we have freedom and inclusivity, and you can do whatever you want in our country. But when we actually go and do that, and we actually hold deep uh, or, or hold close to our heart the values that we proclaim back at home, freedom and that kind of thing, they get mad about it. They yeah. they just grift more culture war things about. It. It's just so annoying. Like there there are reports that like fans who have like pride gear merchandise are being yeah. harassed by the uh, police at Guitar and the guards at the stadium. Um, there are also reports that well, not reports. It's just a fact. I can't remember which team it is. I don't watch soccer but one of the teams has to redesign their uniform because there was i think a rainbow on the inside of it that's or there was like rainbow detailing on it um there have been a bunch of like issues with teams wearing rainbow flags with just anything supporting lgbtq in guitar because they don't fuck with gay people in guitar it's kind of nuts they're very homophobic over there and it's interesting because one of the two of the main things that they needed to do to to in agreement with FIFA to be able to host the World Cup this year was sell beer, which I guess they don't fuck with in Qatar, and just oh, allow thing, yeah. LGBTQ shit. And they lost a uh, $75 million or $175 million or $750 million Budweiser sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Like, they mm-hmm. lost a huge sponsorship with Budweiser because they just went behind FIFA's back, right. didn't sell beer. And they're just being homophobic, yeah. which is very, very bad. And it's like there's also the fact that um, the stadiums that they've been using in Qatar were built by basically slave labor it's it's yeah. labor from migrant workers that they pay that they pay basically nothing or actually nothing mm-hmm. uh to build these stadiums and do other kind of work around uh, qatar cities and stuff like that there's also that problem and i don't know the full process that fifa goes through for you know figuring out what venues their games are going to be held at but i gotta believe that they are complicit somehow and choosing oh, to go to qatar yeah, for sure. like you didn't have for to do that sure you did like I, I again i don't know the process for choosing the location of the world cup or anything like that you don't have to though no you, you really don't. But choosing to go to countries with human rights abuses that is known to just be 
awful towards marginalized groups, already marginalized groups. Like, you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to choose to host a World Cup at a country that's violently anti-LGBTQ. Put it in Germany or some shit. Exactly. And Put it's it like, in Germany. You would think that, like, the right wing would support the choice to go to Qatar. And I, I honestly, I don't. I haven't even really seen them pushing back against the choice to go to Qatar. The, the only shit that I've seen, I haven't seen them back about pushing back against that choice, but I've just seen them pushing back against people saying, it's kind of bullshit that they're not letting people wear rainbows and they're making teams redesign things and yeah. doing all this. I've seen them say, well, it's their culture. You have to respect it. Fuck that. No, I don't. Fuck that. No, I don't. That's bad culture. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking say if it right here. That's culture, bad culture. I don't care if it's religiously based or based in any other belief system that you hold close. I, I don't care. Yeah. You don't get to have a belief system. You don't get to have quote unquote values that discriminate against people, especially yeah. when you are a country. That's I a don't bad care. aspect of the culture. I don't like, care. It should be uncontroversial to say that. Yeah. Homophobia is bad. Being anti-LGBTQ is bad. Yeah. Like, I will not respect any of that. Why would I respect people who do not respect other people's rights to live? Exactly. It's bad culture. It's, it's fucking stupid. And we fucking get to say stupid. that. I don't care. And then I've obviously seen the classic, keep politics off games. Just enjoy the games. Keep the politics out of soccer. Oh, my God. I know. It's like, ridiculous. I mean, you, we hear this anytime. There's some kind of political activism that happens during sports games but sports games or every single sport everything really but sports specifically is inherently political mm -hmm. because the question of who gets included is a political question the question of where we put the stadium uh -huh. that's gonna host the world who cup that only the comes stadium. every so couple years yeah. is political you can't take politics out of anything exactly especially when you have players from america or even from other countries that are protesting the human rights abuses of the country that where the games are being held in mm -hmm. that is a political thing to do or just showing up to the games based on where the games are being held is a political decision being gay and playing soccer in qatar is political exactly you can't separate it from that exactly you can't. can't you can't just stop being gay for a week and it's just it's so crazy to see the right-wing media and i guess it's kind of the theme of the episode but to see the right-wing <laughs> media getting so angry that americans are wearing pride flags on their uniforms when they would get just as mad if americans didn't show up in protest anyways yeah because that'd be unpatriotic exactly like if, unpatriotic. imagine if the american soccer like they just didn't show up they didn't compete because they were like we are mm -hmm. protesting the human right abuses of this country uh, they would get mad just the same you yeah. can't win Look in that all situation these entitled soccer players thinking that they just can't show up to represent their country in this country just keep keep the politics out of my game just play the damn game you get paid right. millions of dollars and anyway the logical conclusion at that point is play the game and just don't acknowledge the human rights yeah, abuses don't acknowledge how much they hate gay be people. my entertainment exactly yeah, exactly the point it. there is just completely ignore uh all of the bad things that qatar has done and continues to do and just play yeah and just go along with it because that's just what they play, want fundamentally just give qatar this immense boost to their economy yeah because whenever someone hosts something like this they huge get boost. a huge boost whenever mm -hmm. a country holds hosts the olympics huge yeah. boost to the economy huge boost to the businesses in the region like it's very much an economic decision as much as it is a political decision right ridiculous crazy they're just um a bunch of snowflakes if you ask me that's right mm-hmm mm -hmm. Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. We have uh, quite the show prepared for you today. We, we got to talk about some gun violence, multiple instances of gun violence. True. So uh, trigger warning for that if you're susceptible to that kind of thing. We also got to talk about Donald Trump dining with some Nazis. Crazy. That's a crazy story to come out of this a week. A wild so, That was not on my bingo card. Not that was not on my 2022 bingo card. Not on my Thanksgiving week bingo card. Um, yeah. Honestly, pretty bad Thanksgiving week for politics, <laughs> I will say. But before we get into the episode, I'll remind you all, as I always do, 
as every I'm, you know what, I'm, time. I'm tired of this at this point. Like, having to remind you all every I, single getting episode. Getting on my knees and begging. Fundamentally. It, you, the way you degrade, you make me degrade myself <laughs> yeah. every week Just for these, for asking for these reviews, these crumbs that you could give out for free. If you, if you like the show, if you enjoy the content that we make, if you want us to continue. Yeah. Then you just all you got to do is go check out headintheoffice.com. Take a look at the one merch item we have on offer right now because the <laughs> other ones are unavailable. Uh, go to head in the off or patreon.com slash head in the office pod. Just g- give us a look, you know, check us out exactly. on our social medias, all that. All a couple, that. I know a couple of you um, watch this with your partners uh, or you play it out loud while you're with your partner to try to get them into it. Why don't you maybe, you know, get them a hit shirt for Christmas? Exactly. <laughs> a perfect Christmas option. Perfect Christmas option. Have them subscribe to the YouTube uh, and just ha- have them check out all of our Let's content. See. Have you and your family and everyone yeah, check out all your content. Like, holy shit. Look at this immaculate drip. Thank you so much, partner. Uh, I'm going to have to check these guys out. It's giving season after all. It is the season <laughs> it's, it's, of giving. It's the season it of giving season and uh, of we giving. got the hookup for you all. But... Another thing you can do if you want to support the show, as always, is leave a five-star review on Apple. And we got one to read off today. If you leave us a review. singular review. If you leave us a review, Apple, five stars, uh, write us a little prose paragraph. We'll read it on the show and we'll uh, share it with everybody. Give you a little shout out. Say thank you for all of the hard work you put in to uh, support uh, the show. Hopefully it makes it through. Yeah. Apple. Apparently there have been issues with people's reviews not coming through. Yeah, some people have been saying that the reviews just never come through. I don't, we can't really do anything about that. I don't know what to do. Maybe like... DM us a review because we don't we don't like get a message or an email or anything like that when you leave a review we literally just read them off of what's visible like publicly yeah so um if that's not happening just send us a message let us know you reviewed and we'll we'll read it then exactly send us a DM on Instagram while you're at it follow the follow us on Instagram and become a patron get access to early episodes that's true exactly but the one (sighs) review we got to read today subject line is S class pod by uh, Brayan. They say, undeniably, the number one geopolitical podcast in the world. Jeremy and Gage always do an excellent job at reporting and analyzing news events, holding those in power accountable, and actively trying to improve the country for everyone. There's never a dull moment listening to the pod, and I always end the pod galvanized to fight for change and improve the lives of my community. I'm glad it's not too doomer. That's right. Because sometimes right. sometimes we cover some pretty doomer topics. Uh, we talk pretty uh, cynically about what's happening in politics. So I'm glad that you are uh, invigorated and excited to, um, I don't know, I'm, make change. I'm, I'm glad someone feels hopeful after we record. Yeah. Because it's not me. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not me that feels hopeful after we're done recording the pod. But we got to get started. Uh, and as I said before, trigger warning for gun violence and also just like generally violence against marginalized groups, because that's the um, big chunk of the show today. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what we're going to be talking about, because uh, as you may have heard by now, as many people probably heard by now, there was a school shooting or not a school shooting. I'm so sorry. That's just America <laughs> brain. Uh, there was a shooting <laughs> at a club in Colorado Springs last Saturday uh, called Club Q. Club Q is famous for LGBTQ inclusion in the community yeah. and was until recently the only club in the city of Colorado Springs. Uh, and then there's, I think there's been some more recently that have popped up. But this is a club famous and known for being inclusive Had to been there uh, for everybody. 21 years. Yeah. Was a, quote, safe space for members of the LGBTQ community. That's right. That's right. And then last week on November 19th, um, there was a shooter that came in, killed five people and injured, I believe, 25 in total mm-hmm. with uh, an AR style rifle. And the shooter was stopped by Club Q patrons. And we'll talk specifically about. Um, the person who stopped him a little bit later, but just to give you the, a brief overview, his name was Robert Fierro and a drag queen also helped Robert Fierro take down the shooter. Uh, and the, uh, the shooter was eventually stopped before more people could be harmed, but in all five people were killed tragically. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much to talk about 
oh, in regards to yeah. the shooting. There's so many details that have come out. There's so much discourse around it, so much blaming. And uh, we got to dive into all of it and give you the definitive take uh, on this, um, the horrible tragedy. The media response has been fucking ludicrous. It's, yeah, unacceptable. Absolutely putrid. So the shooter's name is Anderson Lee Aldrich, and the attorneys are saying right now that Aldrich is a non-binary person and goes by they, them pronouns. Now, it's mm-hmm. unclear if this is true. It may just be the case that they, and we'll, we will refer to them as they, just because just, I don't we don't know. know. We, yeah. like, like, we, don't, we don't fully know if, that, if they're actually a non-binary person, and we're going to be respectful ultimately, even though this person is fucking evil for what they did. Uh, we don't know if they are actually non-binary or if they're just using the uh if they're just saying that they're non-binary to get away from hate crime charges because that's what this is being investigated as yeah and there's no prior evidence from what people are saying what reporters are saying there's no prior evidence that they'd ever gone as (laughs) non-binary only evidence to the contrary yes but there's no way of knowing and I, i have a quote from cnn here uh this is from the shooter's neighbor they said quote xavier kraus a neighbor of the accused shooter said that he and his girlfriend lived across the hall from eldridge and their mother until september Krauss said they mostly played video games together, often in Eldritch's apartment. Eldritch would occasionally express hateful attitudes towards people, Krauss recalled. Krauss said he specifically remembered one time, Ald- quote, Eldritch vocally or vocalized verbally that they, quote, did not like slash hated the gays, using a derogatory term for them. He added that many other outbursts were right ra- were racial. Eldritch was not someone I would have around my gay friends, Krauss said. He said that the alleged shooter never mentioned that they were non-binary. Yeah, so but, here we have evidence to suggest that um, the shooter is in fact not non-binary and they're just using it. Why is he someone you'd have around you? Yeah. Like you you wouldn't have him around your gay friends. You recognize he's saying all these things from from the looks of it. If he's bringing this up in like a CNN video, this isn't typical Modern Warfare 2 lobby talk, which is already vile and abhorrent, by the way. It seems ah, a <laughs> little elevated. Yeah, I mean, that might be the case. But I think that we also have to remember that not everyone is like politic brained. You know what I mean? Yeah. And while yeah. we may just morally object to being around people that are hateful, some people, you know, they grow up around hateful uncles, hateful parents, mm-hmm. people that are generally bigoted, but they don't think much of it because that's the life they grow and some up some people with. genuinely think that this is oh it's just gamer culture yeah like it's completely acceptable to just hear slurs well, it's either that or in the lobbies the, it's either that or it's the people that are like well you know we respect everyone's opinions it's a little weird you know i wouldn't yeah. have my gay friends around them but like you know that's you know that's just kind of how people that's are. him he's harmless yeah <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from cbs 8 and this was unbelievable to me Okay. This was a crazy piece of the story that I like. I really, I don't even know if I believe this today, even though it's being widely reported. Okay. It says, quote, the 22 year old suspect, Anderson Lee Aldrich, accused of opening fire with a semi automatic rifle inside an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, killing five people and leaving 25 injured, is grandson of outgoing Republican California Assemblyman Randy Vopel. That's crazy. That's wild. That's, like that's absolutely that's almost, wild. It's almost too wild to believe. No, yeah. When that first came out, I thought that it was fake. Right. So but did I. This guy's family history is, uh, it's something. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. something. His dad was like a failed MMA fighter turned porn yes, star. Yes. He had to change his name when he was 15 to get away from his dad because mm-hmm. he was being harassed online because his dad was a porn star, yeah. which is just crazy. Like no, nobody his, deserves that. His dad was um actually his dad he went through a divorce with his biological mother yeah, on TV. Yeah, on TV. On TV. And then there was a recent video that came out of the dad being interviewed, and the dad was basically like he was high out of his. There mind. There were like three videos oh, really? of him being interviewed, and he said the same thing in like each one. Okay, it was <laughs> he was saying I'm a conservative Republican, and when he heard that his son like did a shooting or like was at Club Q. 
Yeah. He was like worried. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a Mormon and we don't do any of that gay stuff. Like we're not gay in the Mormon church. He said, and then he heard that his son did a shooting there and he was like, oh, well, at least he's not gay. He said, oh, I was really worried when I heard that my son was at the gay club. I thought that he was gay, but <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, at least he's not gay now. Yeah. At least he's like, that's dog. a crazy dog. Take, I feel like, like, I mean, even if you are super religious, like in the hierarchy of immoral things, I feel yeah. like killing someone would be higher. No, oh, real. You would not keeping, keeping in vain with that. The, the wild wildest most putrid most ludicrous most insane most mind-numbingly bad take that i heard this week was some christian lady mm -hmm. and she said something uh to the likes of everyone's talking about how these people were killed and their bodies were harmed but uh -huh. nobody's talking about the harm that was done to their souls <laughs> while they burn in hell oh in eternal God. damnation <laughs> That's a crazy fucking thing. For being take. at the gay club. Like, like yeah. come on. And, and we're going to certainly get into this in a little bit about the right-wing media's response and how, you know, their culpability and all of it. But just to see that kind of response, like, just to see, like, and that's not really a crazy take when compared to every other take from, you know, basic right-wingers, you know, basic Republican voters in this country. Yeah. So many of them are saying that, like, yeah, I mean, this kind of violence is bad, but, I mean, they're grooming kids. They had they're it coming. kids. You got to stop it's, the grooming. When's this violence going to end? Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. The shooter also had confrontations with the police before. About a year ago, he threatened his mother with a homemade bomb, and then the police arrived to arrest him. And it's unclear if he bought the gun that he used at the shooting prior to this incident. Uh, a lot of people are speculating he bought it after and then used it uh, in the club despite yeah. being arrested. So background checks failed as they always do in this country. I think it. I think it was uh, largely because the state didn't pursue charges with his right. original case, right. which is kind of fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, okay, so the the state didn't pursue charges, right? He was arrested, um, he was charged by the police, yeah. so the cops did their job with this one. But then the DA's office never prosecuted him. Yeah. And there's no evidence for this, but it's got me thinking, you know, he's the grandson of a California assembly member, a Republican California assembly member, and the DA never presses charges on him. That seems weird. That's kind of wild. He threatened his mother with a bomb. You would yeah. think that that's something that you at least, you know, get put on some list so you can't buy weapons. It's It's got to be something like, because I think I read somewhere that there was never actually a bomb. It was just a threat. But like, still, yeah. you can't just be doing that. Like you're threatening violence. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, uh, it just seems a little bit sus to me. A little I don't really sussy. Have, I, I, there's, there's not a ton of evidence to suggest that, you know, his, his grandfather got him out of being prosecuted, but it just, it just seems at every step of the way, we again fail to address concern, like on an individual level, we fail to address concerns for individuals that seemingly pose a risk to yeah. other people around them. And then a year later, they go and do something awful that could have been prevented. Because it's like, even though I don't think they found an actual bomb, he did have like an hours long standoff with the police. Yeah. Like, like there, there's violence there and, he, and there's yeah, an saying, established like, history of violence. Yeah. Like this no, sane people don't do that. Right. I, I would never threaten my mother with a bomb. And he was like, uh, like there might not have been a bomb, but he was threatening. Like uh, if you come in here, I'm blowing the entire house up. Yeah. Like, yeah, like sane people don't do this kind of thing. That should get you put on a list so you can't buy a weapon or own a weapon. Like that, I don't know. That seems like a, such a simple argument to make, but it's just not, it's so foreign in this country because we rarely ever do anything to regulate weapons, which it's is like, of course a piece of the story. What, what's the point of having these red flag laws if time after time the, the use of them is just ignored? Like individual judges in Colorado, I believe, can just see that a individual has a history of violence and based purely off of that can take them off, put yeah. them on a list that makes it not, them not able to buy guns. Yeah. What's the point of having these laws there's is a point to having these laws but if they're not being used 
Like, well, yeah. People people are refusing to use them. It's just like uh, the fucking evil motherfucker that did Parkland. Yeah, exactly. Like, when, like, having these laws is good, of course, but they mean nothing if they're not enforced. Yeah. And if they're not utilized. Like, the laws and the rules that we have in our country are only as good as their enforcement mechanisms are. Mm-hmm. And if we have them on the books that we can do certain things, but we never use them, then, of course, these things are going to happen. And, like, I haven't even really seen the conversation around this event specifically, this shooting specifically, be one of gun control. Yeah. I haven't really seen anyone calling for, like, more gun reform. A lot of it's been focused on the right wing's culpability, which, of course, that's a piece of the puzzle. Which, oh, major. But I've seen nobody really talk about how guns play into this. And I don't know if that's, like, a good or a bad thing at this point. I don't know if people have just given up. Yeah. And that's um that's a sad thing to see. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, because we did get that gun reform bill a couple of months ago out of Congress, which was lackluster for many reasons, but I guess it's still a step in the right direction, as we talked about. But just to see absolutely nobody talking about the regulation of weapons after a shooting that, you know, targets marginalized groups, definitely motivated by hate. I don't know. It's a little bit worrisome. Yeah, a little bit. Just eensy, weensy bit. I just feel like after, after such marginal gains, after Uvalde, Come on, like if I don't think anything else is going to be able to push us over the edge. Yeah. I don't think any individual instance of gun violence is going to be able to push us over the edge if an right. elementary school couldn't. Right, exactly. Like, come on. Like in Uvalde, we have what nineteen children die. Hits all the heartstrings. Nineteen children die. Cops do absolutely nothing to prevent it, and still we get basically nothing in terms of reform. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like if that's not the thing that does it, then it's certainly not going to be the death of people from a marginalized group that half the politicians in Congress don't fucking care about. Because it's textbook villain shit. Yeah. It's textbook villain shit compared to people that uh, is demonized to half the country. Right. Because like like Republican Congress members, maybe not every single one of them, but most of them at this point have just openly stated their hatred for gay people. Yeah. And if it's not, you know, innocent children that they claim to want to protect that is going to motivate them, the the death of those innocent children, if that's not going to motivate them to do gun control, then protecting people that they don't give a fuck about isn't going to motivate them. That they don't like, that they think are going to burn in hell. Yeah, that they have been subtly suggesting deserve this kind of thing. Yeah. Like, this is not going to motivate them. And just the fact that we've seen nobody really talk about gun reform is just, it's wild to me. I guess it's a sign of the times, a sign of where we are, and uh, not a great indication in my mind. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But of course... Um, since he, uh, his attorney is claiming that he is non-binary, the jury's still kind of out literally, um, on the fact that if it was on determining if it was motivated by hatred, if it's actually a hate crime signs point to it being a bigoted attack, right? Cause like, even yeah. if you, like, if you go to a, uh, a Jewish synagogue, right. And you just like blow it up or something, obviously nobody people are going to say thinks, it's anti-Semitic. Nobody thinks that right. it's not. Oh yeah. He, that just happened to be where it was at. Right. <laughs> it's just coincidence. Right. Like if you, yeah, no one's going to say it's a coincidence. No one's going to like, if the dude that does that comes out and says like, oh, well I'm Jewish now. Like no one's gonna believe that. Yeah. Like you know, it's an it's or an anti-Semitic attack. Or if the dude doesn't even come out to say he's Jewish now, his lawyers yeah. say that he's yeah. Jewish now, and he's got nothing. And he, in fact, only has a history of saying bad things about Jewish people. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's a little muddy. So of course, after this tragedy happened, it has inflamed discourse as to the right wing media's responsibility and acts like this. Yeah. And there's been all kinds of narratives, and I want to try to break down all of them because. There's been some fucking vile people talking about how they should not be held responsible and how it's actually the fault of the victims that this kind of thing is happening. It is. And we'll try to, I'll try to like keep calm, you know, because this is like, like, this is just evil. Like, this is just straight up evil. I I can't understand how we live in a culture that takes these things seriously like uh, there's a tweet by charlie kirk uh i think it was earlier today actually on sunday where he said we live in a culture it's morally reprehensible that we live in a culture that accepts the fact that uh, the number of trans people have doubled in the past uh five years right 
Right. Like, dog, th- this is the exact rhetoric that we're saying is is d- causing this harm. Right. Like, you're going to tweet that a week after the, the shooting? Right. The and it's like trans shooting? And uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to get on into all this in just a second, but just the fact that people like Charlie Kirk always insinuate that there is something inherently wrong, inherently immoral, inherently, I don't know, degrading about being a trans person or just being a part of the LGBTQ that motivates hatred towards those people. Yeah. And while he's not explicitly saying we should kill all these people or we should kick them out of our country or erase them from society, he is suggesting that there's something wrong with it and expects you as the reader, listener, whatever to make the logical conclusion in his mind that there's something something needs to be done right it's the it's the yeah. equivalent of like a nazi saying something needs to be done about these people oh, but never actually saying we should do a holocaust that's exactly what i was going to get into because the the more mid-tier commentators like charlie kirk that actually have to kind of teeter along like the lines of being somewhat of a respectable figure even though he's clearly like a white supremacist oh, even though he's awful to yeah. a, in every sense of the way especially the people who are politic brand like we are exactly to like a regular person i can imagine they see turning point usa and think yeah maybe they have some good points as vile as that is yeah. he doesn't have to say those things he doesn't have to go all the way up to the line but not cross it like tucker carlson does when he says something needs to be done about this what are we going to do about these people who are doing these groomings and even right. some of the mid-tier guys are coming out and saying that like suggesting that well the violence will stop when the grooming stops exactly like tim pool said yeah literally just like that was like verbatim the tim pool take was that like oh yeah. these shootings keep happening because you keep grooming children but like having a drag show doing whatever the fuck you want to do is not grooming children and that's literally the same thing as saying oh well you know the uh, the bombing of synagogues jewish synagogues will stop once you stop doing blood libel yeah like you you're just making shit up and then authorizing violence and saying like oh well you know uh the violence against you is not gonna stop until you stop being jewish or and you stop like, existing i have the exact tim pool tweets yeah, right here yeah. i have two of them one we shouldn't tolerate pedophiles grooming kids club q had a grooming event how to prevent the violence and stop the grooming mm-hmm. the grooming event that he's referring to is like a all a drag queen brunch yes. that they were have, gonna have later on that Sunday mm-hmm. and keeping with this point right they always talk about these like drag queen events as if they're inherently sexual mm-hmm. like when one drag is not inherently sexual no, at, all. Not at all and and one I'd like to point to is I keep seeing over the week people talking about these events at public libraries mm-hmm. where drag queens are reading to kids a kid is going to that and thinking, wow, look at this person in a funny costume. Yeah. Look at this exactly. person who's dressing kind of out of the ordinary in a really big fun hat and who's got really <laughs> right. fun clothes on and cool colored hair. Right. Their hair looks silly and they got a big hat. And like, I that's like, all I, it is. wow, that's fun makeup. Like, like a, a trans, our kid isn't thinking like, oh fuck, dude, I think I want to suck cock now. Well, no, especially they're <laughs> definitely not thinking that. But the fact is like, if a kid goes to a drag event, right? Oftentimes, these drag events, the the people have more clothes on than kids do at fucking beauty pageants. Really? And they don't bat an eye at the fucking beauty pageants. Again, they have, like, silly costumes on, and they're just doing an event for fun or to express themselves, whatever it may be. It's not grooming in any way to have a drag event because it's a performance. Yeah. Like, these people are performing. Of course, a performance can be sexual. There are drag shows, of course, that are sexual to some extent. Yeah, and that's uncontroversial that's, to say. And But that's the case with every kind of performance. There's dances that can be sexual. There's ballets that can be sexual. There's uh, beauty pageants that can be sexual. But that doesn't mean these things are inherently sexual. Yeah. 
just as drag shows are not inherently sexual or drag queen events in general are not inherently sexual, especially if they're fully clothed and like fucking reading to kids. Who cares? It's not going to make your kid turn trans. And if the kid grows up after having attended one of those events and says, you know what? You know, I was assigned male, I was assigned male at birth, but I honestly feel like identifying as, a, as she, her would make more sense for me than they were already <laughs> trans to begin with. And having attended those events will make their mental health so much better because they will know that they are alone in the world. And it's also like even with like like Comic Cons, Anime Expos, like local things like that. Nobody looks at the cosplayers and said, oh, kids could, should not attend these events. Right. No, exactly. When those cosplayers are dressing explicitly sexually uh-huh. in, in explicitly sexual renditions of these characters. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Nobody looks at that and thinks that's fine. Right. Or thinks that that's like not okay. Right. And I'm not saying that that's not okay. I'm just using that to point out that like drag shows are nothing. Yeah. They're fucking nothing. And like these takes are coming from people like Matt Walsh, who just recently was exposed for having the take that like 16 year olds are prime time for sex, for yeah. having children. Yeah. Like these are the people that have the most insane takes on consent and then expect us to listen to their takes on drag shows or kids or grooming or anything like that. I feel like at this point, every time a right winger makes an accusation, it's just them admitting to something they believe. Yeah. Matt Walsh, who famously said that Harvey Weinstein was a good guy yeah. and that Harvey Weinstein was actually the victim yeah. of all those 17 year olds. All those young movie stars just abusing him <laughs> so that they could get better roles in movies. Yeah, he was the real victim, not God, him. They only want him for his position of power. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know how alienating that is to only be wanted for your position of power? <laughs> No, it's like you'll make the same argument for like archbishops of the Catholic Church. Yeah. As if the Catholic Church isn't at this point explicitly known for grooming young boys. <laughs> it's crazy. They will do anything. It's like their brains are literally wired backwards. It's crazy. Well, he Matt Walsh also famously said when talking about an archbishop who like fucked a kid. Yeah. Said something like, oh, it's not the pedophilia that was wrong. He was like 17 years old. It was the fact that he was gay that was bad. Uh-huh. Matt Walsh gets on his show and explicitly says that being gay is bad. Mm-hmm. And we tolerate that? Well, yeah. And, like, they they just ex- they'll explicitly say being gay is bad. They'll explicitly say that trans women are not women, deny the existence of trans people, or at least the validity of their existence, and then come out and say, oh, well, this kind of violence isn't my fault. Yeah. I'm just pointing out specific instances. It's like, no, you know what you're doing. You're doing it intentionally, and then you're trying to backtrack and avoid any responsibility for your actions that you know contribute to this kind of violence. Oh, yeah. Because they oh, know yeah. that. That's why they continue to do oh, it. And then they even have tweets that are just directly calling for violence, like this next Tim Pool tweet. He said, the grooming of children is not stopping people are calling for more violence i do not think legislators will stop the grooming people will not stop calling for violence so you tell me what happens next exactly he's calling for violence like unambiguously unambiguously not even going to make a joke about it this is a call for genocide purely like this is genocidal purely language purely in context the the text of the tweet what the uh-huh. text is presenting to me is him saying that yeah it's actually okay to call for violence because nothing else is stopping yeah, this, us he, he doesn't well, leave much room for interpretation there, there isn't he's saying it in plain english right there yeah and motherfuckers are still spinning it and giving people the benefit of the doubt stop yeah they do not deserve these conservative commentators do not deserve the benefit of the doubt and they never have deserved right. the benefit because of the doubt they, they know what they're doing they know what they're doing like most of them most of them are smart enough to understand what they're saying does incite hate yeah especially like your ben shapiro types that dude went to fucking harvard he <laughs> understands what he's doing while he may actually believe some of the malicious things that he says he knows that what he says based on the platform that he has based on the company that mm-hmm. he's been 
built that he has the uh, he has a listening base. Oh, he yeah. has people that will believe him. And in the comments, if you ever read through a Daily Wire video comment section, you know they are <laughs> fucking insane. And it's like even while like weirdly enough, Ben Shapiro has been trying to position himself as a moderate, after, which is wild after the midterm elections, which has been kind of insane to yeah, watch. Yeah, that doesn't um, excuse the fact that his company, The Daily Wire, employs Matt Walsh. Yes, employs these people who are Michael saying Knowles, these Matt vile Walsh, things, Owens, and yeah. he himself says all these vile things. Ben Shapiro is kind of a common thread through this episode that, uh-huh. that we'll see later of just being awful. Yeah, just yeah. awful. I guess though we should probably like lay out the uh, the situation and the argument and all that kind of stuff. So for the past several months. As we have been observing for the past several months, maybe over a year at this point, the right-wing media has been pushing this narrative, trying to link grooming with trans people or grooming with LGBTQ people in general. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a new strategy, by the way. They've always tried to link before before trans people. It was gay people, right? They tried to link gay people with being, I don't know, morally depraved and somehow inherently pedophilic. And this was always the narrative before Obergefell v. Hodges. And then they kind of got away from it because it was becoming more popular to accept gay people. And now they have shifted their hatred and their accusations of grooming onto trans people. And this has been the narrative that we've been observing for the past several months. And they have been trying to link together being a groomer and being transgender. And they've done this through multitudes of different kinds of ways, right? They've, they've pulled up specific instances of grooming and said like, look at what this trans person is doing often embellishing or just completely fabricating events in general. They've been, um, I don't know, calling for the firing of teachers. You've had the libs of TikTok account that is basically just doxing people and making kill lists for others. They've had, you know, calling for books to be removed. They've been calling for certain laws to be crafted. All of it is an attempt to shape a narrative, to shape a message without explaining saying it yeah. that trans people are somehow inherently groomers right teaching kids about pronouns is somehow grooming or having uh, kids learn about lgbtq history learn that trans people are in fact people and they are valid in their identities teaching them that is somehow grooming it's because like the and the idea behind it right because none of that is actually grooming yet again not. it's it's another instance of conservatives misunderstanding the english language yeah. c- like because they they can't do it or intentionally misrepresenting the english language the the core thesis of this is that oh oh well kids shouldn't be taught about sex which is already in of itself just a, a, a bad idea yeah. because kids do need to be talked about sex. Yes, kids need to be taught about sex in an age-appropriate way. Of course. You're not going to go showing porn to a five-year-old. However, you do need to teach kids when their um, boundaries are being crossed, yes. when when an adult is being genuinely inappropriate with them so that yeah. they can not be molested, so that they have the tools with whatever age that they're at to combat adults who have uh, uh, bad intentions. Exactly. Exactly. Them. And the recent narrative they've trying to be, they've been trying to push, or I guess the recent counter they've been trying to offer yeah. to accusations of them being culpable in shootings like what happened at Colorado Springs is they've been trying to say like, oh, well, we're not the ones generalizing. We're pointing out specific instances of trans people or LGBTQ people in general grooming children, and we're saying that's bad and something needs to be done about it. But of course, if you define grooming as teaching kids about being trans, teaching yeah. kids about trans people existing in general, having drag shows that are completely age appropriate for anybody involved or just generally being trans in public at all, yeah. if you define that as grooming, then yes, you are authorizing violence towards those people. And I don't know how they don't understand this. When we have an absolute wave of media narratives accusing trans people of being, groom, uh, being groomers, then of course you're authorizing violence against those people. If you believe that trans people are grooming kids in mass and that kids are being forcibly transitioned in mass, what, what does that authorize? What does that give you a moral even, license even- to do? When you talk about one instance of a drag show that may have gone a little bit too far, 
right? When you mm-hmm. talk about that, and then in the same breath, talk about an instance of some teacher in some school in the middle of butt fuck nowhere yeah. playing a pronoun game with her kids. What? How do you not make that connection? Exactly. Y- you know what you're doing. Like, there's an implicit connection being made there. Yeah, and again, oftentimes the stories that they do bring up are either embellished, you know, they dance around the details, or they fully just fucking make it up. Yeah. Because there's so many instances of, like, Tucker Carlson or, you know, a Ben Shapiro or anyone else on Fox News, whatever, of them th- talking about a news story where, like, somebody was attacked in a bathroom, assaulted in a bathroom by a trans person. Yeah. And then when you look into that, all of it's fucking fabricated. Oh, yeah. They just made it up or they're talking about a news story based off incomplete information and then information came out later that completely contradicted the story and they still talk about it as if the original idea, the original reporting was the exact truth. Yeah. They just make it up and it's all... It, yes, if you if you watch a Tucker Carlson clip and he's talking about a specific instance of, I don't know, some gay teacher actually grooming a child, then yes, like that's a bad thing. And we're not saying that that's not a bad thing. But by constantly talking about it, by constantly demonizing a marginalized group, of course you are creating a message where policies like abolishing gender-affirming care mm-hmm. or uh, banning books from certain LGBTQ books from schools, etc., you are making a narrative where that is okay and you are constructing a message that trans people are somehow a threat to children in general. And we know this to be true because a bunch of policies are being passed to that effect. Yeah. We have, and it's not even just trans people, it's LGBTQ people as a whole, because we have people like the, uh, the Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas, saying like, yeah, I'll I'll enforce sodomy laws if I get the chance to do it. Fucking insane. Like, that's crazy. Fucking, just because I don't they're get the how they're not making this connection. Like, by virtue of it being the law, he, he invoked the Nuremberg defense. Yeah. But there's also in, I believe, Alabama, trying straight up to just ban all gender-affirming care. Mm-hmm. I think we covered this like, yeah, a couple yeah. months ago. I believe it was Alabama, right? I think it was Alabama. It a couple was, of states. A couple, couple of states. states are just completely trying to ban it. And I see people bringing up arguments like, well, yeah, an eight-year-old shouldn't be getting like surgeries and shit. Eight-year-olds are not getting surgeries. Mm-hmm. Eight-year-olds are not having their dicks flipped inside out. Exactly. It's like, not that, happening. It's not, that's not what's going on. At earliest, um, kids are put on like puberty blockers, maybe, which is fine and completely reversible. Yeah. Oh, no, you go through puberty a little bit later if you detransition. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Right, right. Whatever. These things are proven to be helpful or uh, a, even a step above that. People are getting double mastectomies when mm-hmm. they're like 16, which it's like you're 16. Right. I, I think you're old enough to be able to make decisions about your body. Yeah. Especially decisions yeah. that be, can be, while not like fully reversed, a double mastectomy can't be reversed as in you can't get your, your titties back. Yeah, of course. You can get fake ones. Like yeah. they can be functionally reversed. Well, and it's not even just that. It's like the the narrative, what they're trying to respond with is by saying like, well, being anti-groomer is not being anti-gay, which is of course true. And then they'll say by generalizing and saying that what we're talking about is, you know, a general, by saying, by accusing us of saying that trans people are groomers, you're the one that's actually being homophobic, you're the one that's actually being transphobic. And it's like, sure, saying that being anti-groomer is not being anti-gay is true, but if you define grooming as existing as trans, then yes, you're being transphobic. Yeah, if you define grooming as um existing as trans or gay or a lesbian or non-binary around children, yes. then you're transphobic. Like, there's no other way around mm-hmm. it. That's not even what grooming is. Yeah, and, and to be clear, this is the trick, the narrative trick that right-wingers have always tried to pull, right? The right-wing media did this and has done this, continues to do this for decades about black people in general. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about crime rates and they're showing specific instances of, you know, people in predominantly black neighborhoods robbing stores or committing some type of crime or, you know, breaking into a home, some kind of home invasion. They're showing those explicitly so that you begin to fear 
and have hatred or have indifference towards the black community. Yeah. Of course, then they can back up and say, oh, well, you know, we're just showing specific instances of crime. We're not generalizing. And actually, you're the racist for generalizing. Oh. But we know that they are explicitly showing this without adding any context, without coming out and saying this isn't all black people. They are doing it to elicit fear and to create a narrative, create an incentive structure or just a um, approval from the public to crack down on that kind of behavior, to crack down on yeah. that those kinds of people. There was a TikTok account. I mean, there's many TikTok accounts, but there's a specific TikTok account, I believe, last year. He was on his, like, eighth account because he was doing very bad things that I stitched because I love shitting on bad people. Of course. It's fun and morally yeah. good, yeah. right? But his the whole goal of his account, every video that he posted, was highlighting an instance of crime where a black man killed a white woman or mm -hmm. a white child. It's like... He, that it's exactly what we're talking about. You uh -huh. know what you're doing. You're pushing forth this narrative because people are biased. People are only going to notice what they see. Exactly. And if they're only seeing your TikToks because of something the algorithm did, they're going to think, oh, holy shit. Yeah, there must be something wrong with these people. Exactly. There must be something wrong. Like what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, because if you are if you're only pointing out like instances of trans people doing something bad, then your audience is going to start to believe like, oh, well, maybe all trans people are like this. Yeah. Especially if you the point of all of your rhetoric and all of the stories you talk about and all the things that you focus on is to point out and is to say that somehow trans people are evil and somehow they're a threat mm -hmm. to your children. Then, of course, people are going to start to believe that. And if they believe that, then they're going to take action. Especially when you don't know any fucking trans people. Right. Like, if you're someone who doesn't know any trans people, I feel like you're the one that's susceptible to this. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. And then that rhetoric makes it so that if you have any any children who end up being trans, that you just, you just become a bad parent and a bad person. And it's like, when it comes to this stuff, we can look to history, right? Yeah. The Nazis never came out and said, we should do a genocide. Yeah. In all of the media, because the Nazis controlled a lot of media, they never came out and directly said, we should kill every person that's a part of the Jewish population that's in Germany right now. They didn't say that. They pointed to certain instances of them being traitors or businesses going back against, you know, the national will or whatever mm -hmm. else it may be. But it was all to manufacture consent for the genocide that they wanted to do. And it's the same thing that we're seeing with trans people right now. Of course, you may think, well, you're that's embellishing, right? Like you're being dramatic by saying like, they want to do a genocide. genocide come on now. People. Yeah. Like you. You're being uh, you're you're being so dramatic with what you're saying. Like, of course, they don't want to do a genocide against trans people. But by saying that teaching kids about trans people is grooming, by being trans around kids is grooming, by just teaching kids that trans people exist is grooming. You are saying that trans people are somehow inherently harming your children. What action does that justify? The, and if it isn't violence, I don't know what it the is. The only logical extent of that thinking, if you ascribe to the rhetoric that Tim Pool is pushing, that Tucker Carlson is pushing, as we'll get into, mm -hmm. that Charlie. Cook is pushing that any of these fucking right-wing nut jobs and bad people are pushing then the logical extent of that argument is that there should not be any trans people exactly you you cannot swing it any other way exactly no exactly and of course it's not true they've offered no real evidence that trans people are somehow hurting kids in mass or that kids are being transitioned in mass or like harmed somehow on a massive scale they've offered no real evidence to this but everything they talk about every little dot in the narrative and the message that they're trying to create is used to create create an argument that for some reason somehow trans people are hurting your children yeah and if that is the case and if you start to believe that to be 
true, then of course, genocidal rhetoric is justified, just as we talked about with Tim Pool or with Ben Shapiro or with Matt Walsh or with Tucker Carlson. They start to say things like, I don't know, someone has to do something about this, or if they want the violence to stop, then maybe they should stop doing drag shows. That justifies violence. I don't understand why we have to explain stochastic terrorism. Stochastic (laughs) terrorists never come out and say, we should do terrorism. They just get people thinking that violence is the only answer. They just get people thinking that they have to do something about this. Something, anything, someone's got to stop it. Exactly. Somebody's got to stop it. And again, they'll back into saying things like, well, we're just talking about specific instances. And of course, you're the transphobic one. You're the homophobic one for trying to make the link. But places like Fox News have effectively demonized all of the trans community. And the point of that, and and really just the LGBTQ community broadly, and the point of it is that if you can effectively demonize, dehumanize, and incite indifference towards a group of people then when shooting occurs it's really easy to get people to blame the victims yeah and when people are indifferent towards a population they don't care what you do to them and again this is the same thing that the right-wing media has done to black people throughout history all of the demonization or all of just the linking of uh, blackness to crime in general like Mm -hmm. just just the the criminal uh, element inherent to being black by linking that in a message, in a narrative, without any real evidence to suggest that it's true, you create indifference towards the black population, and then suddenly everyone who's not about a part of the black population doesn't care what happens to them. Exactly. When you, when you constantly throw out 1350, 1350, 1350, 1350 yeah. as the new N-word, and then you get things like that guy on TikTok only showing instances of black people killing white people mm-hmm. in sort of racially motivated crime, you're going to start to think things. They're, they're poisoning the well. It's just like how right-wing media pundits, again, poison the well with mm-hmm. the anti-trans rhetoric with the groomer rhetoric and then you not knowing any trans people right you huh. you you go on and you see charlie kirk post something like the number of trans people have doubled in the last five years because yes. trans people are grooming people yes. then that seems like reasonable evidence if you're fucking stupid right it's all in an attempt to manufacture a sort of indifference towards trans people so that when killing starts to happen when violence starts happening and when it's enforced by the state nobody cares about it yeah i don't know if it's going to be effective right we're early on in whatever this process is going to end up being i hope that it's not effective i think a lot of people because of social media and stuff like that are recognizing exactly what's going on but i also worry that the public in general is going to like you know their opinion is already that like well trans people are a little weird yeah. Like that's what they already think. And then by watching like, you know, a Tucker Carlson, Fox News, Ben Shapiro, whatever. By seeing libs of TikTok. Right. Their, on Twitter. their views are slowly going to get more extreme. And eventually when shootings happen, it's like, yeah, well, you know, they went against God. And that's <laughs> well, really I'm, what scares I'm honestly me. more worried for their souls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the kind of takes we'll get. And it just it really worries me that people are not waking up to this because it is genocidal language. We've been talking about this for months now, of course. And I've been saying this. I, yeah, we've been saying this, and all of our listeners know that like everything they're trying to do uh, to marginalize groups in general, but specifically the LGBTQ, you know, enforcing sodomy laws again, mm-hmm. overturning Obergefell v. Hodges, you know, ab- abolishing gender-affirming care, all of this stuff is to build up to an erasure of people from society, and that is a genocide. Yeah. And I just, I really worry that people are not catching on to that. Like what? What happened to the uh, American value of freedom? Right. <laughs> Unironically, what happened to freedom? What happened to letting people do whatever the fuck they want? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not affecting you. It, yeah. it doesn't affect you whether or not a trans kid exists. And 
uh, of course, the the people that are saying like, well, you're the transphobic one for trying to generalize this to all gay people or all tra- or all um, trans people in general or all LGBTQ people in general. These are the same ones that lose their fucking minds when a Pixar movie has an all an all gay cast. Yeah, like or it's the same lose people their that mind out when that. there's a uh, two girls kiss once yeah. in the background, two girls peck in the background. Right, like it's it's, rid- it's like wow, these are movie for kids and you're having gay people. Like yeah, you're the ones that freak out about gay people being represented anywhere in culture. Mm-hmm. Like of course you're the ones that want to get. Rid- of them and i don't know why that i just it's so frustrating it's so frustrating to see this them crafting a narrative and being semi-successful at it it's just oh my god i know especially when it's like it's so fucking stupid it's just fucking dumb yeah yeah and a few days after the shooting happened in colorado springs tucker carlson had a guest on his show and uh they had this to say i'll just we'll play the clip for you yeah roll the clip But what is anti-LGBTQ that these people need to understand and what is putting our community in great danger is, uh, you know, claiming that all of us support this and just associating all of us with this, Um, you know, saying that groomer is an anti-LGBTQ slur. That is doing irreparable damage to us uh, as a whole and is putting a really large target on our backs. And unfortunately, you know, the tragedy that happened in Colorado Springs the other night, uh, you know, it was expected and predictable. Um, we all within Gays Against Groomers saw this coming from a mile away. Yeah. And sadly, I don't think it's going to stop until we uh, end this evil agenda that is attacking children. I just I, I want to point out how crazy it is that at the end, she says that these this attack, these violent, this violence is not going to stop until children stop being harmed. Like. Oh my god. It's, it's the dog. same thing as saying. It's literally the same thing like verbatim. It's the same thing as saying that, you know, it's really sad that this Jewish synagogue was bombed, but the violence isn't going to stop until the blood libel stops. Come on, people. Like, Come on, like you're, look at it. They're grooming kids. Right, you're 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 crafting a narrative. You're making up a false narrative that somehow trans people, LGBTQ people are hurting kids in mass and then saying, well, you know, that's really sad that the shooting happened, but, you know, LGBTQ people, they're not going to stop being killed until you stop grooming people when the grooming isn't fucking happening. Yeah. Like that again, it authorizes violence. It is a form of stochastic terrorism and it's it's I don't know, a willingness to do genocide. It's just it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It is it is it's fucking insane. It's just insane that this is what's on the most popular news broadcast in America. Yeah. News, I say news lightly. Yeah. And it's like of course of course, there's no children are not being sexualized in mass. There's no, you know, mass movement on behalf of the LGBTQ to sexualize children and to threaten children or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's no like I, I can't even believe we have to say this, but there's no gay agenda like, <laughs> because this is really this is really the kind of narrative that they're employing is like there is a gay agenda. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's it's the gay agenda all over again. The trans agenda. This isn't happening in mass. But by saying it is and by crafting a narrative that it is, you get to do things like justify violence against them and then back up and say, oh, well, that's not our fault. I can't believe you're blaming us yeah come on now yeah so um no because that's like that's just what um the organization we were going to talk about is the gays against groomers yeah that's the kind of shit that they're spitting oh the the, we're again we're gays but we're against the radical gay agenda we really miss the days of the 80s where we just had to keep to ourselves and couldn't do anything in public yeah so i guess we can we can just get into that you may have heard her in the tucker carlson clip say that uh you know she's a part of this group called gays against groomers and in fact the person talking i believe was like the leader of the group it's a it's a 501c4 organization it's a uh a social welfare nonprofit or something like that it's a group called gays against groomers and i wanted to do some investigation to them because people were confused what they were doing 
Um, I couldn't find a ton on them because they're not that large of a group. And also I couldn't find any financial disclosures because I was going to see if they were funded by right wing billionaires. Oh, I bet. Um, but I couldn't couldn't find anything on that. But we can go through like wh- who they proclaim to be. Right. OK. So in their Instagram bio, it says, quote, a coalition of gays against the sexualization and indoctrination and medicalization of children. I don't really know what this means. That's crazy. Uh, I, I just kind of it's it's turfy. It's yeah. just turfy. Yeah, it really is like you're you're uh, not only are you actively oppressing members of a community that you're uh, involved in, like Lucy, under the broader banner uh-huh. of the LGBTQ community, but you are complicit in your own oppression. Yeah, because this does not stop at like trans people uh-huh. like they also think you're the groomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And that's why you've seen like and we'll talk about the whole um, Trump dining with Nazis a little bit later. Yeah. But you've even seen like Ben Shapiro seems like he's getting a bit nervous about right wingers seemingly now embracing not even on the fringes anymore, just embracing anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. And like because I, I don't know if he knows this, but like if if the right wing really does move more towards anti-Semitism, which seems like it's going to, he's not safe. No. And if the right wing, again, moves back towards or moves more towards hating LGBTQ people and being okay with a genocide of LGBTQ people, then people within gays against groomers are also not safe. You're only one of the good ones for so long until you're not anymore. And it's also like it, it, the the position that Ben Shapiro finds himself in is definitely a precarious one. Yeah. It's not as if um, anti-Semitism is uh, any more illogical than mm-hmm. homophobia. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't have it both ways. You can't also be this personality who who spouts this homophobic rhetoric, this anti-trans rhetoric, this anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, uh-huh. and also think that your audience is somehow immune to becoming anti-Semitic right. and falling victim to the same sort of the the same style of talking points just oh, yeah. against you. It's it's ignorant to say so. Yeah, well, because the same kind of ignorance that re- that is required to be homophobic yeah. is the ignorance that authorizes anti-Semitism as well. And it's it's no surprise like it shouldn't be surprised that hate goes along with other forms of hate right yeah. like it's not surprising that being a misogynist is a really easy thing to do while also being a racist or an anti-semite exactly. or whatever else it may be like these ideologies very easily go together and i think that he knows this but the right wing is now trending more and more towards being openly anti-semitic again as it was you know back in the 1940s yeah and i don't really know what his move is there because he's not gonna he's not gonna be embraced forever or at least you know jewish people that find themselves on the right the very few that are actually on the right they're, like I, you are going to become a target one day. Ben Shapiro will, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, no, Ben Shapiro. Can, obviously, I don't like that. Ben Shapiro could never become like a leftist, right? But right. I do fear that he could become kind of like an Adam Kissinger liberal. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Liz Cheney. Yeah, <laughs> just be a Lincoln Project guy. I mean, he, yeah, he's never going to be brought over to the left. No, but like I, I don't know. I just I feel like because he isn't a stupid guy. Like he's one no, of the few right wing media hosts. That knows what he's talking about is all fucking bullshit. He's a grifter in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah. Whereas Matt Walsh generally believes the bigoted things Steven Crowder, he like he's actually stupid. Yeah, like Steven Crowder is fucking dumb. Dumber uh-huh. than rocks, yeah. honestly. I'll say it. Uh, ben Shapiro knows what he's talking about, and he just he's just doing it for money. Exactly, exactly. And I, I wonder how he feels knowing that he's employing Matt Walsh, uh-huh. who uh, Matt Walsh will definitely turn on the anti-Semitic talking points as soon as they're popular. Yeah. And like, as soon as Nick Fuentes gains more momentum, Matt Walsh will be yeah, right there with him. What? What, what does Ben do then? Yeah. Like, or like, what does anybody, any margin, any person from a marginalized group that identifies with the right wing, what do you do at that point? Yeah. Like if, if your party or if the groups that you associate yourself with openly start hating 
uh, people or certain identities that you are a part of. What I don't I don't know what you do. Like I don't have an answer there. I'm Especially genuinely I don't as know. As rhetoric overall just starts ramping up, just hateful rhetoric just continues to be on the rise. Be partly because of you. Yeah. Like, and do you just like sit there and take it like Dave Rubin does? Yeah. Because like he's been a victim of this ever since he's joined right wing circles because he used to like pose as like a classical liberal or something uh-huh. like that, right? But like he is a gay man who is a part of I think he's a part of the Daily Wire or maybe he has yes. his own thing. Yeah. But he like the fact that he's gay is like hated by all of them. Like, oh yeah, no, they none of them despise like him. him. Ben, they didn't go to it like his wedding. They I was, I was just wedding. about to say like they they talk like they're friends, right? Like Dave Rubin talks about Ben Shapiro like his friend, and then he says uh, in an interview he's like, yeah, Ben didn't go to my wedding because right. he objected to it for religious reasons like dog that's not your friend what yeah. are you doing like what happens when violence against those marginalized groups becomes more mainstream becomes more authorized by right-wing figures what do you do then there's no way the bag is that worth it exactly like, me a perpetual bag chaser even i would not stoop down to that level no yeah because it's gonna like you're gonna get caught up in like violent like physical violence at some literally point. like i don't know what you do there what happens when again they turn on all gay people people mm-hmm. again yeah like there's there's nothing that would stop it at trans people the next time they hear an instance of like i don't know a kindergartner saying like oh yeah t- tommy's kind of cute mm-hmm. or whatever they're gonna be like oh look at this this gay motherfucker grooming children exactly like that's it, there's no stop to it i know it's I, just like white supremacy it's this endlessly devolving thing it's this yeah. uh this self-eating cycle well because even the nazis like held they held they got as many people into their ranks as they could from different ideologies until they didn't need them anymore yeah. like nazism was open to socialists at first socialists who were like racist and white supremacists <laughs> that stayed in their ranks and then when they didn't need them anymore when they faced too much resistance from them they killed them off exactly after they when used they, them exactly. to prop up their own movement by uh-huh. adopting this rhetoric that's popular this left-wing economic populism they uh-huh. just killed them and, and did their own thing and hitler always said that the the only time when nazis could have been defeated was when they were in the very beginning of their movement when they were nascent still mm-hmm. that's when they could have been defeated because that's when they were their weakest and most vulnerable and i worry that we're not defeating the right wing uh wave that is rising when it's at its most vulnerable yeah and it's going to become more powerful it's going to gain more institutional power and like we we got away from it a little bit in 2022 with the elections but who's to say what's coming next yeah because right wingers historically fascists that have risen to power have taken major losses in elections before you know after five or six years they came to power and killed millions of people Mm mm-hmm and I just, I don't know what where we go from here. It's fucking insane. And I do really, I do genuinely wonder where all of these, like, it's it tokens. Like, it's fair to well, say yeah, that yeah, Ben Shapiro, yeah. Dave Rubin, Candace Owen, they are all right-wing tokens. The the broader right-wing movement is a white supremacist movement that uh-huh. does not fucking care about them and only uses them as far as they can use their rhetoric and their status as a member of a marginalized group mm-hmm. to dodge accusations of being hateful against those groups while they do hateful things against those groups in the background, not even the background, in the forefront. Right, exactly, exactly. It's not uh, not great. But going back to uh, Gays Against Groomers, I have a little bit of um, a blurb from their website. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, but this is on their about page. Okay. Uh, so none of you have to ever tolerate going to their website. We're going to read through it, and we'll talk about it a little bit. So nice. uh, on their about page says, Gays Against Groomers directly opposes the sexualization and indoctrination of children. This includes drag queen story hours, drag shows involving children, the transitioning and medicalization of minors, and gender theory being taught in the classroom. So that's the first point. And I want to go through this bit by bit. So they say sexualization and indoctrination of children, right? These are very easy things to oppose. 
and they don't really mean anything in the these context are, of what they're saying. These are things that I oppose. Right, of course. <laughs> these are things you that should. we oppose. Official right. head in the office like, statement. You should, you should oppose the sexualization and indoctrination of children, right? And you can ask, like, what what indoctrination means because yeah. that can that can get really tricky. Any education could be considered indoctrination to some extent, but right, like, if, even if we just focus on sexualization, <laughs> of course, this is something you can easily be opposed to. But this is how right wing groups get away with being hateful, right? They say something like, "I'm against crime." Or they say, like, I am for freedom, but then they use being for or against certain things to then justify restricting rights or erasing populations as a whole. Yeah. Because how can you claim to be against child sexualization? No one's for that. No. Of course nobody's for that. But when they then say, when they define sexualization as having trans people exist around kids, then they get to justify violence against trans people while backing up and saying, oh, no, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not like, against trans people. I just don't want them to be sexual. I just don't want kids to be sexualized. Exactly. You're That's sexualizing how they get away with kids. It. Kids shouldn't be re- reading about sex kids shouldn't be reading about sex things and then as we've already talked about like drag queen story hour like what what is wrong with that it's literally at a public library yeah there there, there is nothing less sexy than a public library dog yeah. like, <laughs> there's no way you sorry can spice to all the that up. Out there. i'm sorry to the bookworms i'm sorry if we have any librarians in the chat i understand you went to school for an absurd amount of time to be a librarian but there is nothing less right. sexy than a public library Right. And it's like the, the transitioning and medicalization of minors. I, I mean, I don't really know of any case or any cases in mass where like kids are fully receiving just total transition surgery. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. What is happening, though, is that uh, kids can sometimes or not but like people that are like 15, 16 can be placed on hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. And this has been shown over various medical studies to help children that are dealing with difficulties in their gender identity. Yeah. And it can be, it is shown to, you know, like do things like reduce, uh, reduce suicide rates because it helps them deal with, I don't know how they feel about themselves internally. And by the way, when we talk about like, um, I don't know, just like uh, gender affirming care in general. Yeah. We're not just talking about hormone replacement therapy. We're talking about therapy in general. Uh, the, uh, you know, teaching kids how to deal with different social behaviors to make them feel more comfortable in their own bodies. It's a whole slew and of letting things. Letting kids dress however the fuck they want. It's a whole slew of things that has helped children that are having difficulties with their gender identity more easily assimilate into the role that makes them feel the most comfortable. Yeah. And this has been shown to help people. But, by, but when you force people into a very rigid set of social characteristics that they don't feel comfortable in, and that, of course, like, I don't even know why I have to explain. That's going to hurt your mental health. Oh, yeah. And that's going to make you, you know, deal with the things like depression and uh, and suicide, thoughts of suicide a lot more. And I don't really know why I need to explain that. But it's just they like to poison the well so much and try to get you away from, I don't know, logical thinking. Yeah. Like, it's um, And it's like, even great. so, this rhetoric doesn't even necessarily stop at trans people or uh, members of the LGBTQ community. No. Matt Walsh, in his video talking about this situation, uh, explained drag queens as men who have a fetish for cross-dressing in front of children. Yeah. And th- what is cross-dressing, Matt Walsh? Uh-huh. Is cross-dressing when I see uh, cishet just fucking dudes on TikTok wear that $8 tank top from uh, Target mm-hmm. and rock it better than women do, even though it, <laughs> it's a woman's tank top? Is that cross-dressing? Is it yeah. cross-dressing when a cishet male sneakerhead gets the Amamanir Jordan 3s because yeah. they're only available in women's sizes? Right. Even though you wouldn't fucking know. You would have no idea that someone pulling up in the women's tank top from Target or some Amamanir Jordan 3s, that, that those are women's items if right. you're Matt Walsh. One, because gender is fucking stupid. Masculinity is a prison. And, <laughs> <laughs> and assigning clothes for boys and girls is dumb and stupid. Yeah. It should just be masculine and feminine. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, 
I, they, again, they just use these terms like sexualization, indoctrination, drag queen story. Like it's meant to elicit fear, and yeah. fear is what it does elicit, and it has been effective. And they're being called out on it for being complicit in things like the shooting in Colorado Springs, and they try to avoid all culpability by backing up and saying, "Oh, well, look, I'm not actually, I'm not actually inciting fear. Like I didn't say to go hurt anybody." Yeah, come on now. But they can um, get away with it by doing things like that. And then this list also says gender theory being taught in classrooms. Nuts. I don't even know where to go. Like, what, what do you mean gender theory in classrooms? Like, you're fucking stupid. First of all, not being taught to children. Second of all. Where else is it going to be taught if not in the classroom? And first, like, even third of all, most importantly, what they think is gender theory is simple biology. Uh Is things like my genetics professor when we're going over pedigrees saying that, like, well, I'm going to refer to these things as male, female. Just know that those aren't the only two options biologically. You can have XXX or XXY chromosomes, XY, uh, XX, and a a plethora of other things. I'm only using these things for simplicity. Is that gender theory in the classroom? Well, that's what when my genetics professor clarifies a scientific fact? I mean, like, yeah, you'll, you'll have Tucker Carlson going on and saying, like, it used to be taught in biology classrooms that there was XX and XY, but now, and then, you know, he goes on his transphobic yeah. rant. It's like, you're just wrong. But now, like, science changes, and you're fucking stupid. Yeah. You are demonstrably dumb. It's you failed the test. It's interesting how no piece of well-cited academia research ever supports their arguments in any no, way. No, and it's, it's crazy. like, at this point, I need a new word to just to, to communicate how fucking dumb there are. Right. Because just calling them dumb, calling them stupid, calling them dumber than rocks isn't hitting like it should. And it's not, this isn't like, <laughs> this goes well beyond the anti-intellectual movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is, it is, it's not even just like, you know, being opposed to academics in general. This is it well is, beyond Betsy DeVos and her plan to just right, gut public education. It's like intentionally being wrong to incite hate against people yeah like nothing in academia nothing in actual peer-reviewed research backs up any of your positions yet you hold them nonetheless yet all these scientists have an agenda yeah all these scientists who hail from different labs all across the world yeah. who have come to the same conclusions have an agenda except this one guy Except this one guy who said something different in a paper that was cited once. It reminds me of Sneeko, right? Have you seen you've seen like Sneeko? I've seen Sneeko stuff. Where somebody like Hunter Avalon or Destiny will be talking to Sneeko and they'll like cite actual evidence of like, you know, certain aspects of masculinity, toxic masculinity hurting people and their mental health. And the only thing he's able to say there is like, well, that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, I All saw, you can do is back up into conspiracy. I saw his debate with Hunter Avalon and Hunter Avalon was talking about like masculinity, toxic masculinity being this bad thing, which it is obviously demonstrably. Yeah. Again, this is settled fact. Honestly, this is settled science. And Sneeko's only retort was, aren't you on antidepressants though? Right. Why would I, why would I learn about being happy from someone who's on antidepressants? Clearly you're not happy Sneeko I can tell that You're not happy right. The way you're fucking Screaming at the computer Right now You can You can present The most uh, Well researched uh, Unbiased Objective Peer reviewed Scholarly research And their only retort is Well that's what they Want you to believe yeah. like, who, who, First of all who was they? And also, do you have any evidence to oppose what was just offered? And it's just, like, funny because the only people that, like, watch that and think that Sneeko is making a point are the people who think that they're the smartest people in the room. Yeah. When they're the dumbest. Mm-hmm. It's the people who walk in a room and they're like, man, they don't even know. They aren't even, like, on this red pill, black pill situation they don't like know I am. Yeah, yeah. They don't, know, they don't know I have almost 30K on TikTok. For real. <laughs> real, for real, though. For real. Uh, anyway. Moving on in their about page, uh, Gays Against Groomers, it goes on and it says, the activists, backed by school boards, government, woke
Woke Media Incorporated <laughs> and corporations have been speaking on our behalf for too long. When fighting for equality, our goal was to successfully integrate ourselves into society, but now these radicals aim to restructure it entirely in order to accommodate a fringe minority as well as to seek to indoctrinate cl- uh, children into their ideology. Facts backed by school boards, the same school boards like the one in Davison, Michigan yeah. that banned healing sexual trauma, a workbook to guide you through your journey to healing and loving yourself again. Yeah. Those same school boards are the one you're like, they lie. They just get on here and they fucking lie. And I think, I think it's a little bit revealing of their political ideology when they say our goal was to successfully integrate ourselves into society, not to make society more accepting for yeah. you and other marginalized groups, but to simply assimilate and just fit in rather than make society fit for everybody that needs to be included in it. Again, one of the most core one of the most core questions to politics is who gets to be included. Yeah. They said, "I'm a straight man, however, I have a penis fetish." Yeah. Right. Like it's 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 just it's weird that they word it that way. And then of course they say just the nonsense that like they've been backed by the school boards, government, woke media corporations. It's like I don't know. It, I feel like the the only real way to describe this, the only analysis I can really offer is that every time there's a movement for or, uh, I don't know, po- a positive movement for expanding people's rights, expanding inclusivity in our country. There's always a counter movement that pushes back against whatever the ideology of the initial movement was. Yeah. We saw it with the civil rights movement, and now I guess we're seeing it with LGBTQ rights as well. And People pushing back just- against it and saying, like, the corporations are on their side, when the corporations themselves are only following what's going to get them profit, and the corporations were not on board to begin with because they didn't fucking care. I thought you were care. a capitalist. I thought you were yeah. a capitalist. You yeah. should understand these things. But just w- something that just irks me to my fucking core, and and you also know if you've been listening for a while is when conservatives a uh, exclude themselves from politics, exclude mm-hmm. themselves from being politicians. Currently, the Senate is in a uh, 50-50 deadlock, mm-hmm. uh, at least until next year when it could go 51-49. Uh, and we don't have the House. Republicans have the House. Right. We have the presidency, and that could go up in flames in two years with the whole mm-hmm. fucking country. Yeah. Y- you are the party that has a lot of the power right now. Oh, yeah. Almost half of the fucking power is in your hands, yet politicians are on their side what the fuck are you talking about right exactly what the fuck are you talking about especially when we have so many just reactionary school boards that are also on their side that follow the cues of the republican (laughs) narrative nationwide like i don't really know what you're talking about like school boards woke corporations woke media like what what is the woke media doing saying like (laughs) yeah trans people exist and they're valid in their identities and that's somehow again somehow grooming which authorizes violence against them I just I I can't I can't fucking it's the woke mind virus yeah it's it's the buzzwords all over again uh, me when I lie maliciously exactly <laughs> and then they go on there are millions of gays this is what they're saying not okay me. there are millions of gays within the community that want nothing to do with this alphabet religion <laughs> and join the fight with parents and our kin- and concerned people everywhere to protect children we also aim to return sanity and reclaim the community we once called our own. I don't like this is it is just turf ideology, right? Yeah. Like it's it's trans exclusionary radical gays, I guess. Turgs. I don't know. Turgs. Like that's I, that's all that this is really. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were, in fact, backed by some right wing billionaire. And that's how they got all their money. To oh, do no, stuff. that's absolutely what it is. It's a bunch of Dave Rubens that got in the room. They're a little more amped up. Yeah. Uh, and they decided to put this together. And they also had, um, they had some merch that I took a look at. Didn't buy any, of course. Oh, for real? Is it gas? Uh, no. Oh, well, I mean, probably to them and <laughs> probably to the right wing. They have like t-shirts and hats and stuff that say things like D-Trans Voices Matter. They oh have one that God. said, okay, groomer. <laughs> 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 they had one that said, save the tomboys. Which, oh, that's explicitly turf. Well, well turg. 
That's yeah. It's explicitly trans exclusionary, but I also can't t- like save the. T- I don't like. Are you are that's, you saying that a, like all tomboys transition to being men? Is, yeah, like, it, is that the a, argument? It's a turf talking point because I've seen a lot of turfs on TikTok get on there and say like, "Oh, people can't just be tomboys anymore. You just can't be a flamboyant uh man or a feminine man anymore. You have to be gay or you have to be lesbian or if you're a tomboy, that means you have to transition." No, but, but like, it doesn't. Why though? Like who who says this? No one. It's because they're making it up. They're yeah, okay. lying. Like it's because the turfs and the turgs are lying. Because like the the left wing response here is like we don't uh, like we don't care. Do yeah. do whatever the fuck no, you want. Th- my response is I don't fucking care. Be a tomboy if that's not good enough for you. Fucking transition. Do whatever Go for you want. It. You do you. Right. Like there might be some like weird liberals that you can find that are like, uh, well, you know, you dress like a man. Are you sure that you don't identify as a man? Like you're gonna find people that can do that. Yeah. But in a country of 350 million people, you can find anyone that's gonna say anything to no, you. No, literally. And that's that's all that these conservatives have. Uh-huh. That's all these turfs and turgs. That turgs a real term. We're coining this right. Uh-huh. Now, this, it's 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 gonna blow up. Well, this is what's gonna I blow think it's up. gonna become more common. Oh, because absolutely. like where else? Where else does the culture war go now? That the right wing they can't explicitly exclude. Uh, groups like the LGBTQ anymore yeah. like they have to have them as a part of their media narrative and they, just like they have to have people like Ben Shapiro right yeah. they have to have certain people that can be spokespersons from other com- communities that will say that oh well the right wing isn't homophobic they're not transphobic they're just against you know insert whatever it exactly. is that they're mad about now and they just won't let me attend the Texas GOP convention right. by virtue of me being gay Exactly. however I am a trans exclusionary <laughs> radical gay yeah no turning is definitely <laughs> it's going to become a much bigger thing and we're gonna be uh, the uh, the main front against it. That's right. We're gonna be the main front against it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they had some some wild merch out there. Uh, the OK Groomer is just wild. That's so funny. Like I can't tell if I can't tell if they're doing a grift. Well, they're certainly doing a grift. But I can't tell if it's like a scam or they're just trying to make money off of like trans people being murdered or uh-huh. how, like I don't know what it is. I don't know. Um, but it, it's definitely a grift, and um, I guess we'll see where they go from here. Morally abhorrent bag chasing. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Maybe that's the title of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And you may be saying, you know, before we move on from this, you may be saying, like, isn't this all, like, bad politics for the GOP? Because we saw in 2022 uh, in the elections that the GOP, they didn't do as good as they did, or as good as they were hoping to do. And, of course, it was overdetermined. There's tons of factors that contribute to the GOP doing poorly. But one of those had to have been a rebuke of the trans narrative, the trans groomer narrative that they were trying to push. And... That might be the case, but I also think that they're going to continue to push it because, A, either they're stupid and they, you know, they just believe bad things and they're bad people. Or, two, they soon believe that electoral politics isn't going to stop them from getting into power because we have things like uh, Moore v. Harper coming up and we have other Supreme Court cases that might make it really easy for them to just seize power and believe whatever they want. And, again, not need the people that they're using as spokespeople anymore. It's going to be a real interesting couple of weeks when the uh, this session of court cases starts dropping. Yeah. It's going to be some some banger episodes, possibly. Uh, for democracy, for not de- good. For democracy. Yeah. Uh, no, that's insane. You also have the fact that just um, if they're, if they're atomizing this issue down to trans people right now mm-hmm. and hyper-focusing on trans people, trans people don't make up 50% of the country like women do. Yeah. When abortion was 70% popular Uh, but eventually you're gonna run out of people who live in middle america flyover states that are 30 miles from anything fun Mm -hmm. uh and you're gonna get into people in cities people in areas where they know gay people and they know trans people and they know them not to be like this yeah i mean and and because the right wing they have to find 
a way to be hateful towards people without excluding so many people that they can't win electorally yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Like they, and, and I think that's what they did with abortion was they it's overcommitted. It's a big mistake that they made. Thank God. Like they have to be hateful. They have to try to take away rights because that's the entire reason for their existence, right? Mm-hmm. Like their, uh, their entire existence is based off fear and taking people's rights away and trying to go backwards. It's literally in the name conservative. You want to go back to tradition or conserve what currently exists or bring back what used to exist. So they have to do this, but they have to find a way to appeal to people that think similarly or that are susceptible to thinking similarly without biting off too much where they, you know, seem too hateful, overly bigoted, that kind of thing. It seems like they weren't able to find that balance. And I hope to God they're not able to find that balance or just get rid of electoral politics in general and seize power anyways. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Um, And you may have thought, you know, this closes out our section on the Colorado Springs shooting. You may think, okay, so we're moving on. No more shootings. Yeah, no more mass shootings in America, right? Um, Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think about two weeks ago at this point in Virginia, there were two shootings. Um, One was at a Walmart that was more recent. And then one was at the University of Virginia. At the University of Virginia, three student athletes were Mm -hmm. killed. And at Walmart, six people were killed and several more were injured. Uh, specifically for the Walmart one, the shooter had just bought a gun literally the same day. The day of. Yeah, and he left a death note where he wrote paragraphs and paragraphs complaining about his work and his coworkers and how he's isolated and how people are treating him. Uh, just some some really awful stuff. Mm-hmm. And while this one isn't explicitly you know bigoted or loaded up with hate towards uh, a certain marginalized group, um, I think it certainly speaks to like socialism, or not socialism, but socialized... <laughs> Freudian slip, uh, social isolation and alienation that just drives people insane. Uh, and I think, it, I mean, I think it's like a, this one specifically is a symptom of capitalism and how it just yeah. right now, especially is just ripping people apart at the seams, pushing people towards being more and more violent because, you know, they hate their work and they hate the social arrangement, but they don't know who to blame it on and they don't know like where political power really lies. And so they, they feel just, powerless to change right. anything. So they take power into their own hands in the only way that they know they can. And yeah, well, exactly. Cause guns are so accessible in this country. Yeah. And the only way that you can really affect in their mind, at least the only way that you can really affect change in your community is by doing something fucking insane. Yeah. And when, you know, I obviously I didn't read what this dude wrote because I didn't have the mental capacity to deal with that. <laughs> and I don't think any of you should have to either. Uh, but obviously it seems like this dude was, you know, pissed off about his work environment, pissed off about how he was treated. And that's not to say that like he is somehow free of blame. Obviously like this is his fault. He did a horrible thing, but it's just symptomatic of a, of a larger problem that people yeah. are being absolutely shredded to pieces by the economy. And no one really does anything about it. And then we get surprised when people get pushed so far to the edge and have horrible mental issues that are never resolved. Yeah. Which is um not great. And again, this speaks to he went and got the gun the day of. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't just be able to walk in anywhere and buy a gun. Yeah. yeah and I'm for getting strapped. I'm yeah. for staying strapped up, just doing all that. However, I don't think you should be able to get strapped up in a day. Go through the whole entire process mm-hmm. of buying a gun in one singular day. Less than one day. Yeah, in the, hours. The thing is there, like, he didn't have a criminal rap sheet or anything, right? Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have shown up negative on her or, or uh, there, there would have been no red flags that popped up with a background check yeah. for him. So, yeah, like, the only way to do that is make it so people can't buy guns immediately. Exactly. Make it so you got to wait, like, two weeks. May, same thing might have happened if you got it two weeks later, but at least at that point, like, we are... I don't know, maybe cutting off some cases of mass shootings. At least you're stopping people who are doing it just heat of the moment. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, the, I feel like there are no net negatives that can come from a system where you got to wait two weeks or yeah. like a month or something. And the, back to what you were saying about like how you're in support of people being strapped up. At this point, like if you are an LGBTQ person, I feel like the only solution. Get a strap. Like if you are anyone of a marginalized group or really if you're just like on the left wing in general, like 
So like you, you have to like you have no, to find a way yeah. to defend yourself because the wave of hate just keeps growing and it keeps getting a lot more scary. And I'm not saying to go out and do violence, of course. Oh, absolutely not. But you gotta, I don't know, find a way to defend yourself. And I'm not even saying you're gonna be a good guy with a gun. Yeah. However, I am saying that you might want to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. You might want to go and take classes, get your CCW permit if you're in a state that requires a CCW permit. If you're not in a state that requires a CCW permit, still go to a couple gun safety classes. Yeah. And learn how to shoot and do things so you're not at risk to people around you and yourself yeah uh and do what you need to do to be protected obviously if you're not if you feel like you know you're not mentally well enough to have a weapon or something don't. like that then don't go and don't go <laughs> yeah. and do it but like if you are if you're in a position to do so and you'll be responsible with it then like i, I don't know what else to suggest because yeah. it doesn't seem like lawmakers are going to be offering any help police historically have not sided with marginalized groups although they did a decent job with the colorado spring stuff but yeah i don't know i mean it's a scary time we're living in and it doesn't seem like Anyone's going to stop uh, the movement at its birth to um, erase L marginalized groups in general from society. Yeah, good times, good times. Um, speaking of erasing marginalized groups from society, though, True. we got to talk about Nazis. Honestly, honestly, some beyond parody type of shit right this, here. Yeah, that's a, this one should be classified as beyond parody because last week uh, before Thanksgiving, I think Wednesday, yep. Trump met with, uh, he got a call from Ye. From Ye West. Ye just he, called him up. Ye called him up about having dinner. He missed graduation. And so West, he came over to Mar-a-Lago, and he brought along with him a uh, a known neo-Nazi, Nick Fuentes. Oh, yeah, just his good buddy, Nick Fuentes, who isn't Nick Fuentes going to be his campaign manager for Ye's new presidential oh, I, campaign? Yeah, I got this in here. Okay, okay. I, we'll get there in just a second. All right, my bad. Um, but Trump ended up having dinner with um, a Nazi, or I guess two Nazis, if you consider Kanye to be a Nazi yeah, at this point. Yeah, Um, And, of course, amidst a wave of, uh, the new wave of anti-Semitism, uh, Trump was having dinner with Nazis, and reports, of course, say that Trump didn't know who Nick Fuentes was, and only that Kanye brought him with him. Trump released a statement basically saying, like, Kanye came to me for help, because if you don't know, Kanye just announced his presidential bid for 2024. Yes. But he said, Kanye came over looking for help. I told him not to run and to support me, Donald Trump. Uh, and he, <laughs> Which, you know, of course, he did. He's saying Kanye didn't do anything anti-Semitic, you know, he's a great guy, that kind of stuff. Stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trump had dinner with an actual, like, Nick Fuentes is just a Nazi. He's literally a Nazi. Like, like he, he admits it. He, exactly. He self identifies yeah. as a Nazi. It does not yeah. get worse. Like, the, they, no, it's not ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, the, no room for interpretation. I, I'm struggling to find the words. <laughs> <laughs> there's no mask that he can take off to show his, like, the mask, there's no mask. He's just His plainly skin a Nazi. is bare. Yeah. He is just plainly a Nazi. Uh, he's been doing the right wing grift for a while, banned from, like, he's, every social media platform yeah, on the planet. He's the guy who went to CPAC and said that he was actually going to give the most racist, most misogynistic, most anti anti-semitic speech that you've ever heard and he wasn't kidding yeah. and he was not kidding and if that's not enough to irk you what should be enough to make you just be deeply annoyed by his person and hate him is the fact that i feel like his voice constantly sounds like someone who's trying to do a heath ledger joker impression mm -hmm. and that, that that's what does it for me yeah he's not great <laughs> he's not great and of course like i said uh trump said he didn't know who nick Fuentes was he just came along with kanye west i don't believe there's this. no fucking way i don't believe it like trump might not know every media personality of course especially the fringe ones yeah. but i feel like does his team not vet the people that come and meet him there is no way that kanye west could have just showed up with nick fuentes and people were like who the fuck is this right, like, like what's going on trump has secret security still with him he will forever have and secret service he with has him. people that work for him and i know mar-a-lago is more than just the home that he lives at like yeah. it's a resort and everything like more people than him can come to it yeah but like he's a former president he has secret security with him 
they, they got to vet people that are coming and in and Secret interacting. Secret Service with them. is like fucking annoying. I think I remember hearing an interview with Obama where Obama talked about how he likes to go play like pickup basketball games. Yeah. And he talked about how he could, can't do that anymore because of the Secret Service detail that's always with him. Right. Like you just get like there's no way you can just have anyone pull up to you. Exactly. Like I'm pretty sure George Bush also talked about that. He talked about while he was president, he you're not allowed to drive anymore mm-hmm. on roads. You have to have Secret Service drive with you. So on his property, he's got like roads that he can just drive on for fun. Yeah. No, it's like like I don't like there's no way that Nick Fuentes just pulled up alongside Kanye West and they just let him in without Trump ever knowing who he was. Yeah. There's just there's simply no way. Yeah. I, I just I don't believe it. No, it's it's just like um in 2020 when he did that thing with Savannah Guthrie instead yeah. of the second presidential debate. Yeah. And he said that he didn't know who QAnon was. Right. There's no fucking way that yeah. Trump did not know what QAnon was. You're president of the United States. You are briefed on these things. QAnon is a growing conspiracy that puts you at the literal center it's of it. It's a popular cult that worships you. <laughs> you know about them <laughs> as the president of the United States. Like, come on now. Come on now. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. And of course, as I mentioned, uh, Kanye announced that he's running for 2024, yes. running as president. Um, I don't think that he's like a part of a party right now. I just think he it, said he, it. he started the birthday party. Um, Wasn't that last time around? Yeah, but I think that's like his party or okay. whatever. Well, Kanye is running in 2024, apparently. Uh, Nick Fuentes is an advisor to his campaign, and Milo Yiannopoulos is the campaign manager. <laughs> You know Milo? I know Milo. Milo is a he's another right-wing grifter. He's currently... Um, Either chief of staff or just working for Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, campaign staff. Something like that. Uh, and he, I think he, he's advocated like openly, openly for pedophilia. Yes. Uh, for like that, all that kind of stuff. Literally, he's, also- he's pro pedophilia. He talked about how when he was a young boy, he, he, he talked, trigger warning, he talked about an experience where he described being molested by an older man when he was a young boy and said that that experience was beneficial to him because he, like, enjoyed it. That's It's crazy. like, dog, you're a child. You cannot consent. Yeah. You cannot fucking consent. D- please don't be pro-pedophilia. Yeah. So Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, pro-pedophilia. Um, also, I'm pretty sure he did, like, the, the D-gay grift. Yeah. Where he, like, came out as gay and then now he's saying he's not gay anymore and he, like, found God or something like that. <laughs> I, it's something along, I don't, I don't know, I don't have the receipts. It's, it's something along those those lines of like he was gay then stopped being gay so he's done that kind of grift too hasn't he been on joe rogan a couple times i think so like talked about this stuff i think so he's but, an oh, yeah. awful human being so um yay is doing the uh like obviously right now yay is i wouldn't consider him a mainstream figure although he did get a uh a uh, interview with tucker carlson a couple of weeks ago True. so is i don't know this, maybe his uh, views are mainstream this but. might be conjecture but isn't milo Minneapolis also a nazi Probably. I mean, the the ideologies seem pretty close, parallel to each other. Parallel. I, I feel I feel like we can't rule it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the very least, we can't rule it out. I mean, I, isn't that where all of this leads? <laughs> like, isn't it just Nazism up like, and down? Like, come on, Kanye. You're campaigning with Nick Fuentes. Right. You're like, campaigning with Nick Fuentes. I feel like at this point, like, you know, Trump may say that he didn't know Nick Fuentes and Kanye obviously knows Nick Fuentes has him as an advisor. But I feel like at this point, all roads lead to Nazism. Yeah. Like, is there really? Yeah. And once we go down that road, is there really going back from it? Like once we open the can of being just, you know, actually having Nazis in the mainstream, I don't know that we can. Ret- I mean, like Tucker Carlson's been doing the great replacement grift for months now, maybe even years now, saying that like white people are being replaced by immigrants explicitly, unambiguous 
unambiguously Nazi rhetoric. Yeah. Victim blaming when there's a mass shooting or the killing of marginalized groups. Unambiguously Nazi rhetoric. When do we just start calling them Nazis? Good thing I'm a real American and yeah. think Nazis are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Conservatives always talk about being the true patriots. No, mm-hmm. I'm the true patriot. Yeah. I am the one that loves this country because I think Nazis are bad. I'm a red-blooded American. That's right, baby. I bleed red, white, and I blue. I hate Nazis. <laughs> I'm a, I would punch a Nazi if I, I had to. I would punch a Nazi if you put Nick Fuentes in front of me. I, I, yeah, yeah. Redacted. Uh, anyway, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Kind of. I did want to go over in vain with talking about uh, Ben Shapiro and how he's positioning himself. I do want to talk about the Ben Shapiro tweet because I thought it was very interesting. Ben Shapiro tweeted, a good way not to accidentally dine with a vile racist and anti-Semite you don't know is to not dine with a vile racist and anti-Semite you do know. Uh And he's talking about the Trump thing. And I feel like that's really interesting that he's now finally coming out like against the Nick Fuentes stuff. Yeah. Because I don't think he ever has before. Even when Nick Fuentes was speaking at CPAC, I don't think Ben Shapiro has ever like taken a principled stance against like anti-semitic figures on the right yeah and i also think it's funny that he's calling kanye of our racist because i feel like he's talking about uh anti-white racism and the, the in- yeah yeah <laughs> and the interesting thing there is like okay you you you're saying nick fuentes is like an anti-semite you're denouncing him i guess subtweeting him basically yeah. uh but like if you okay you disagree with him on the anti-semitic stuff of course but if you agree with him on functionally like 90% of everything else he says, like where does that put you ideologically? You know and what if, I mean? And if you're going to support candidates that also like have a deep connection with Nick Fuentes, like Marjorie Taylor Greene does fundraising stuff with Nick Fuentes, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because she, she, she like went to that event with at him. his event, like yeah. the event that he ran, the Nazi event Marjorie Taylor Greene went to uh-huh. and Ben Shapiro like supported that. Like, well, I, I don't know if he came out and supported that, but like, but yes, he hasn't she went to condemned it. Marjorie Taylor Greene for right. it when it's like this is a functionally a Nazi rally, right? Right. Come and, on, and you have I can't remember her name, but that one woman, Mary Miller from Illinois, who yeah. just basically like literally said like Hitler was right about one thing in her speech <laughs> when Donald Trump was trying to steal the election. Like you, like these are mainstream figures in the Republican Party that have seats of power, some of the most powerful positions in the government. You know, yeah. House of Representatives, people, actual representatives, and like what what are you doing to weed those out of your party? And the point here is that you can't. Because the hate goes with hate, as we talked about before. Like, how do you separate the uh, logical issues with racism from the logical issues with anti-Semitism? They're both illogical. They're both illogical belief systems. One is not more illogical than the other. There's not like a a level of logic where you're like, yeah, I'm homophobic, but not anti-Semitic. That's too far. Right. There's not. There's simply not. For for your target audience, Mm -hmm. there's no separation between the two. Like To say that black people are inherently more violent than white people is just as illogical as saying that, you know, Jewish people control the world. Or it plays on the same faulty uh, lines of thinking that you would need to believe either of those things it's uh, crazy but even with this tweet i wanted to highlight two of my favorite replies oh, to good. ben shapiro's tweet okay ben shapiro's tweet coming out against anti-semitism kind of even though he didn't name nick fuentes even though he didn't really tread on any toes I, i'm proud of him it's a hard take i'm proud it's of it. a, a hard to, hard yeah. stance it's to a, take yeah, yeah. you know what i mean i'm a soldier politically unpopular for his crowd i'm functionally in the trenches doing this every week yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's brave <laughs> brave exactly. of him yeah but one of these replies was guilty by association from a single encounter you're a lawyer have your morals been compromised or attention for attention wealth or acceptance what the hell yeah 
Yeah, he's what, like, what? wow, are you accusing Trump of being a Nazi because he's dining with Nazis? What do they, like, they always come out and they're like, wow, you can really be guilty by association? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can, absolutely. If you're friends with Nazis, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I don't know what that says about you. If you associate yourself with Nazis, if you're friends with Nazis, if you share similar beliefs to Nazis, at what point do we call you a Nazi? If you quite literally break bread with Nazis. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, like if, you, if you're constantly dining with the enemy and then you come out and say like, oh, well, I don't actually know him. And then someone calls you out on that Dog. bullshit. Someone from your own party, own ideology. Then like, y yes, guilty. Yes, guilty by association. I saw it. I got to look at you guys for this one. I saw another reply saying, isn't that also what Jesus Christ did? <laughs> <laughs> People were saying stop, the same stop, things stop, about stop. Jesus Christ. Stop, stop. No, stop, 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 stop. I can't, I can't do it, bro. They always just like, anytime they don't know what to say, it's just, well, what about Jesus? Guys, Jesus Christ dining, dining with criminals who he recognized were marginalized figures in society uh -huh. and doing these bad things, sinning in this way because of their position within society is the same as Donald Trump eating with Nazis. <laughs> Bro, they should recreate the they should recreate the Last Supper photo with Donald oh Trump. Oh my middle. god, Donald Trump, and Nick Fuentes, like, Marjorie Taylor Green, Kanye. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, you can have like all those figures in there and then like far on the right, like Hitler's in the background. Yeah. And then far on the left, they put like, I don't know, Stalin in the background yeah. or something. Like, this is Donald Trump. The Mussolini, because he was a socialist. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. The great unifier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then uh the, the last reply that really stood out to me was this one. What's wrong with conversing with people who hold different views from you, oh. even if they're abhorrent ones? It's not an endorsement. Trump stated that he didn't know who he was, nor that he was attending. Should Daryl Davis not have met with KKK members? Here's the thing. Do you know who Daryl Davis is? I don't. Uh, he's a black guy who would, he famously, he would go to, he's a black man who would go to uh, KKK meetings to attempt to, like, convert people from the KKK into saying that, look, black people aren't bad, which is not comparable to what Trump did. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, he didn't share any of the beliefs with those people, I would bet. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> and, and Donald Trump is a right-wing candidate for president and of the United States. Nazi is not an immutable characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, there are no good Nazis. Hot take. The problem with... That line of thinking, not only that is like super ignorant, yeah. but also is that not every idea, not every belief system deserves as much seriousness and consideration as others do. Real. You don't get to, like, I don't, like, yes, anyone can believe whatever they want, but if you believe that black people are evil and that Jewish people run the world, you do not deserve as much seriousness as my ideology that wants free healthcare. Facts. I don't know how they no, don't understand. Literally. Not, not, not every belief system. is equal. Not every idea is equal. Right. You know what? There are bad questions. <laughs> not every voice <laughs> deserves to be heard if that voice is openly hateful on purpose. There are bad questions. Notably, the Jewish one. Right. That'd be like Joe Biden saying, well, th this is literally what they did is they're like, wow, Joe Biden wants to unite the entire country. But he's saying that if we're racist, we don't get to unite. We're not real Americans. Wow. Yes. Yes. But yet he's calling us racist. Because like you, you can't <laughs> unite. You can't have real political discourse with people that want to eliminate others from the realm of political discourse. It's just I, I love it. I love it. It's like the, oh. the motherfucker that typed that thinks that he's smart. So like, smart, he bro. thinks that he's an intellectual. You know what I mean? Yeah.
Holy yeah. shit! Like I can't, I can't fathom it. He thinks he popped off with that one. He does. He, he does. He's, he's sitting at home after he launched that with his Twitter fingers, thinking like, "Why isn't this getting more likes?" Like he's this going is home to the wife that does not love him, mm-hmm. to, to his loveless marriage. Yeah. Like, honey, I tweeted a banger today. What's wrong with talking with people you disagree with, honey? I'm a poster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really. Uh, I'm enlightening these right wing media types. And it's like I, there's tons of like leftist uh, streamers and content creators that all the time debate like Nazis, for example. Yeah. But the point of those debates is that. That they are explicitly condemning and showing the ignorance of Nazi arguments. Exactly. They're explicitly coming out and saying, like, no, this is fucking stupid and here's why. You can make an argument. Like, you can make a decent argument. They're like, well, they shouldn't be given the platform at all. Sure. But as long as these ideologies exist, it's good to dispel whatever they're thinking. Right. It's completely different for you to be a candidate for the United States and then meet with someone who's known to be an anti-Semite at this point, Kanye West, and then also to have Nick Fuentes over and to basically say nothing about this guy. Like, yeah. I know they were not having a debate. Like, I know Trump no. was not out there defending the Jewish community. I know. <laughs> I know Trump wasn't like, Kanye, I understand you made graduation, but the, you said a lot of fucked up things about the Jewish yeah. community. He's not saying that. If Kanye, anything, Trump's like, I agree. <laughs> That's crazy, dog. He's going there. Kanye, I was really fucked up. They kicked you out of the bank. You know who runs those? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, Adidas cut you off from that deal. I bet, who, I bet I, I know who I it was. I bet I know who owns them. Yeah. We can't say that, though. Yeah, no. It's the same thing when Kanye is like, you know, certain doctors <laughs> certain gave me this doctor. medicine. I can't say who. I can't say who. They'll get mad at me. It oh was Jewish doctors. Oh, my God. Crazy. That is insane. I love the Jesus takes. I love The Jesus it. take is the best take. That one's Honestly. Yes. Donald Trump is just like Jesus Christ. Honestly, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But you know who's really like Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> Our beautiful, beautiful Our patrons. beautiful, wonderful, holy patrons. Are, are the patrons that make this show possible. If you want to be um, heavenly, if you want to be godlike uh, in your audience, in your listenership to this show, yeah. consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash head in the office pod. It's all in the description. You can get after it. Become a patron. Get access to early episodes just like these beautiful people that we got to give a special thanks to right now. So special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Katz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Maddie ST, The B-Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Derek Messina, Dylan B, The Mind Sculptors, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gav Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vesquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Muberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Ted Cruz's Boy Toy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Bread, Joe Centrum, Adrian Sandoval, and my mom. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. You're so meaningful to us. You mean you are literally perfect. You're like yeah, like perfect. you're the perfect specimen. When when you hit that uh, Carl D. Richter Otari, that shit was kind of like the LMNOP hey, bro, alphabet. I just that know. shit flowed. And what can I say? Our beautiful patrons, they just uh, they make the world go round. They did. They, they honestly do. They they keep the lights on in the stew. Oh, quite literally. That's oh. so. Uh, thank you all for listening to the episode. Consider becoming a patron, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great week.